Greetings, and it's good to be back with you. And I hope you are well and ready to hear the next addition to our Gumbo Face series. As the Holy Spirit continues to lead us through this series, today we've been led to reveal and to shed some light on the faith walk of one of Jesus' disciples. Although one of the less mentioned disciples, we believe the Spirit has led us to an intriguing and thought-provoking revelation about this particular disciple's walk of faith. So today, I want to dive right into the seeing is believing faith of Didymus, or better known as Thomas. And our main scripture can be found in John 20, 24 through 30, and it reads as follows. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the door was locked, Jesus came and stood amongst them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hands and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Jesus did many more miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. As we read in the text, Thomas was one of the twelve disciples. He was the eighth apostle chosen by Philip. It is said that Thomas was 29 years old, was married, and had four children. Formerly, he had been a carpenter and a stonemason, but later became a fisherman. It was known that Thomas was a pessimist. Thomas was also called Didymus, was one of the twelve that traveled with Jesus. The Bible teaches us that the disciples, including Thomas, were with him during his time here on earth. This means that Thomas was present when Jesus fed the 5,000 men, not including women and children, with two fish and a five loaves, basically a two-piece fish dinner from Popeye's. Matthew 14, 13 through 21. Furthermore, Thomas was there when Jesus turned water into wine, restored sight to the blind, and when he healed the lepers. He also witnessed Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, restoring sight to blind Bartimaeus. And when he rebuked demon spirits, seizures out of a little boy, when the disciples, because of their little faith, were unable to perform this wonder. This is the same Thomas that although he had a first-hand, up-close and personal experience with Jesus and saw with his own eyes what the Lord did and could do for others while they traveled along the way in Jesus' three-year ministry. This was the same dude that was now doubting Jesus. Isn't it something how some people today are doing the same thing Thomas was doing, doubting Jesus? After all God has done for them, they still doubt him. Are you one of those people that God has done great things for you? And in front of you, but you still doubt him and ask for a sign or you're not going to believe him? In the text, we find Thomas being that guy. After all he had seen, witnessed, and experienced with Jesus, we now find this pessimist doubting and saying to the other disciples, I need a sign. If I recall right, he had been seeing and witnessing signs for three years. But now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came back. And now he needs to see the nail marks in his hands and put his fingers where the nails were and put his hand in the side of Jesus to believe. 
How frustrated would you be if you had shown yourself to be all you said you were for three years and they still were doubting you? If you would be frustrated, just think how God feels about some of you. Thomas, although having seen, heard, experienced the miracle works Jesus had done, and now the true Thomas is being revealed, the pessimist, I will not believe until I see. You know, I'm a fond believer. When someone shows you who they are, I just say believe them. Can I ask you this question? How many times has Jesus done great things for you? Provided right on time, healed you when you were sick, opened a door that had been closed, sent a word of encouragement right when you needed it, and paid a bill for you when you didn't even have any money to pay it. With all he has done for you, do you still doubt? How many times have you been in the same position as Thomas to have witnessed and experienced Jesus's power in your own life and still say, I need a sign. I need to see or I still have doubt about what he is able to do, about what you're standing in the need of being done, even though he has done it before numerous of times. I repeat this again. Thomas had seen all Jesus had done for others in his three year ministry. Thomas was there to see it all. But still the words came from Thomas's lips. I won't believe until I see it for myself. Understand Thomas is seeing his believing faith until he both saw with his eyes and touched with his own hands the marks upon our Lord. Blinded by his doubt, which is a faith killer and comes directly from the enemy. But what we know is that doubt is the opposite of faith. And furthermore, we know that doubt being the opposite of faith is unpleasing to God and is in opposition to his word. The Bible clearly states, now faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. Hebrews 11 and 1. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11 and 6. Can I say this to you? Faith doesn't grow in doubt. It fades and erodes it and only breeds more doubt. Thus, every word that was coming out of Thomas's mouth was eroding faith. He was a perfect example of eroding faith. Thus, Thomas has become the poster boy of doubting faith. If you don't mind, allow me to bring this to your attention. As I took a more in-depth look at Thomas, it's important that you see this next point. And it's right here, Matthew 10, 1 through 4, and it reads as follows. He called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles, first Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip, and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphas, and Thaddeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas, who betrayed him. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, Freely you have received, freely you give. That's Matthew 10, 1 through 8. Scripture teaches us that Thomas was one of the 12 disciples that Jesus sent out with all authority to drive out evil spirits, to heal every disease and sickness. Now, having been given this power and authority to do all these things mentioned in the earlier chapters in the gospel and being a witness to the works of the Lord. In Matthew 17, 19 through 20, we find this conversation. Afterwards, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out that demon? And Jesus replied, because you have so little faith. I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, 
You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. That's Matthew 17, 19 through 20. So not only in our main scripture do we find Thomas doubting, but here in this scripture, Jesus says, oh, you of little faith. So on two accounts, we see Thomas with lack of faith and doubting, thus rendering him powerless to be able to drive out demons or heal the sick, even though Jesus had given him and the other disciples the authority to do so. We can see that it was his doubting that prevented him and the other disciples from doing what Jesus gave him and the others the authority to do in Matthew 10, 1 through 4. And if this is so, I ask you the question, has God anointed you, given you authority and spiritual giftings and power to do great things for the kingdom? But because of your doubting, you too are nullifying your giftings and authority as well. Just a little food for thought. You know, I get lots of calls from people and talk to many more. And sometimes I ask myself, how much more does Jesus have to do, reveal, show, or display before people stop doubting him? Because the people like Thomas who have the seeing is believing faith seems to always have doubt and need one more sign, despite how many they've been previously given have witnessed or experienced. That reminds me of someone else in the Bible. It sounds like Gideon. I believe as Christians, we have too many Gideons and doubting Thomases walking around today. But do you know, we serve a God that says, I shall supply all your needs. And if you need the doubt removed or you need to see to believe, he is willing, able, and capable of providing that to you too. Scripture says this, a week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was there with them. Though the door was locked, Jesus came in and stood amongst them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands, reach out your hands and put inside my side. Stop doubting and believe. You know, Jesus is a bad man. He heard and knew of Thomas's doubt. He came right up to him and put him on blast. Here I am, Thomas. I've shown up to give you doubting Thomas exactly what you needed and asked for in order to remove the doubt from you. How many times has he shown up in your life so you could see believe or be relieved of your doubting. He appeared before Thomas and allowed him to see what he had asked to see, the nail prints in his hands, to touch what he needs to touch and to say what he needs to say. Jesus, whether you believe or not, has done the same thing in some doubting Thomas's hearing this. Chances are we all have been there or some may still be there, but progress is the key. If you're one that has seeing is believing faith, you must be mindful of your disbelief because, again, Scripture tells us without faith, it's impossible to please God. Both disbelief and doubt is a sign of lack of faith. We see Jesus' response to Thomas, who after touching and seeing the nail prints in Jesus' hands, only then would he have a moment of clarity. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you've seen me, you believe me. Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet believe. Jesus states plainly that blessed are those who have not seen but still believe. It's evident that even though Thomas was present with Jesus, not only when he performed the miracle signs and wonders that are recorded in the Bible, but based on scripture, he says many others were performed by Jesus. Again, ask yourself, how can someone walk with Jesus for three years, saw everything Jesus did, and still have doubt? This seeing is believing faith of Thomas. Can I tell you? 
This type of faith in reality is not faith at all. Seeing is believing faith kills hope, dulls beliefs, and plants doubt in your minds. And all these cause you to question or doubt God's presence. That's the situation Thomas found himself in. But understand this in closing. He started his faith walk strong, leaving everything and everyone to follow Jesus. Remember, he was married with the family and also a carpenter, so he had a job. But he ended it weekly due to his pessimistic attitude and his seeing is believing faith. Thus, the nickname that follows him to this day, Doubting Thomas. I say to you, if God has shown himself to you to be faithful, don't keep asking and being like Thomas. I'll believe it when I see it. That's not faith at all. We can now add the seeing is believing faith of doubting Thomas to our gumbo mix. Amen. As always, we hope you enjoy today's message. We welcome your feedback. And if you were blessed by the message, please feel free to pass our podcast information onto both friends and family. We pray that you have an awesomely blessed day, and we thank you again for allowing us to share a word of God with you. To God be the glory. Amen. AAJ Pod, where the passion for Christ meets the purpose of Christ.